It's like, oh yeah, no, I, I totally suck at pool. And then you play, and you totally suck at pool. And then the you get all drunk, and he's like, "Well, I'll bet you a hundred bucks on the next game." And you're like, oh, "Okay, I still suck." And then you just totally school him. It's like, look at our crappy healthcare website. As in in the background, they have things like Firewalk, a device that looks identical to a standard RJ45 socket that allows data to be injected or monitored and transmitted via radio technology. That's cool. Do you guys have that? Because we have that. Please. January 15th, 2014, this is episode number 82 of Yats. Every week, Wednesday evening, right here, live, yetanothertexture.com. Check it out. My name's Matt Lee. Brought to you with this evening by No Video, Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's going on, Matt? Heard you, uh, you lost your, your camera at CES. I didn't lose my camera. My camera just didn't come back in my luggage. So right, right. Camera's fault, not mine. Somebody didn't leave a DEA badge on top of his luggage like he should have. <laughs> uh, also joining us, uh, Chris Miller. How's it going, Chris? Hola. It is going uh, well. Unlike Ant, my camera came home with me. Yeah, you made it home, but you actually uh, had to take another flight, so it wasn't all my sunshine. Plane, and... My inbound plane that was going to take me uh, home hit a goose. <laughs> seriously Man. which took out the windshield they said if you are going to go to the layover spot you will get there but it'll be in hours if you have a layover you are canceled you can go there and sit or you can stay here i said another day in vegas yes yeah you're gonna complain about that that's interesting luck like everybody else's flight was canceled because of weather and you had the one plane that hit a goose midair yeah it, hit, oh, it cracked the windshield on the plane. Not enough. Oh, I bet. Land, we have geese was... here. They're huge. Like I would They're definitely one of those not. Canadian geese. I want to meet this plane. It's right. one of those flyable geese. You can actually mount them. Yeah. Yes, you could. Uh, also joining us, Michael Olson. What's up, Mike? How's it going, man? I'm good. Excellent as always. You guys would know Mike from the smartphone photographer hangout community, and also you would know Chris from Spike Studio, and our amazing CES Showstoppers coverage. Uh, you want to start out there? It was our first time, I think. Chris, you had done it before, or was that your first time too? That was my first time doing that, yes, and my first time sitting side by side with Ant. That's right. All of yes. our first times working in person. A bunch of just CES noobs. I mean, yeah. was it? Let's just start off with: Was it what you expected? Like we all were reading about it before and like getting hyped up about it, and like, oh man, this is gonna be insane. Was it was it what you expected, Ant? You know, um, to a degree, yeah. But come Friday morning, when I couldn't feel my legs and my feet, I realized no, I I, I didn't think it was that big and that busy. You know, but it was it was it was well worth the trip still. Well, and a lot of it is, I mean, if you think of just the Mandalay Bay, that's like a mile, right, end to end, like a literal. <laughs> 5,208 feet, like a mile. <laughs> and we, we walked. I mean, we did a lot of walking. Yes, I saw, a lot did, of walking. I saw people on segways. I, I'm kind of glad I was walking. I wouldn't have minded having one of those unique electric longboards to kind of get around on. But it gets crowded in those halls, those gigantic halls just filled I with gotta people. i got to say, I'm a little surprised you didn't have one of those unique long boards just stashed away as many times as we walked past there and you bribed them to let you ride that thing. I know. I should have had you be more distractive so I could have, like, just taken off with it. I don't think that's how you try and get review units. I, is that how you do it, Chris? You just, like, take everything that you want to review? That better be the one thing you want to review. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That better be the best and only thing you want to review. And, like, for me, I mentioned this on AOTA last night. Uh, it, it seemed like it was, like, show and tell, but for adults in suits. And it was, like, 
here's my here's my thing I want to show you. Check this out. It's pretty cool. It does this, does that. You can get it, maybe never. And here's how much it is. And like they were all like proud of their their own little it was like show and tell for adults. No, I, I got a huge a, kick out of that. If you were a blue tag, you were a god. That's the rule. If your badge had a blue tag on the bottom, they treated you like a like royalty because you were a buyer from the big companies looking to buy right. product. It was like an aristocracy system with like the bourgeois class and the plebeians and then, you know, the peasants at the bottom, the press, that, us. That would be us, right. Yellow right. <laughs> but no, it actually, was cool. A lot of people wanted us because they're smaller companies and they needed the PR. That's right. Yeah, I was in, I was going to disagree with you cuz it seems like we got a lot of attention, you know, because of that yellow tag, in my opinion. Especially at Showstoppers, which, you know, is a smaller event. We were very popular there. Yeah. Well, and we should mention that's what we initially went down there to cover for NewDomain.net was the Showstoppers event. But because the way the flights worked out, me and Ant ended up being there and Chris uh, for an extra day. Uh, so we got to wander around and we, you know, submitted for our press badges for the actual CES show, just like everyone else. Like, Except for Michael Olson, who actually submitted for his while I was asking them why mine was not working properly for some reason. And I got to say, a bit of a social engineering. Yeah, a little bit. It was like I, we didn't even do it on purpose. We were just like, yeah, he works with us. And you just so happen to have an article right at the top of Anne. So he pulls out his phone and like pulls up the site. And he's like, there, that's me. That's my creds. And they're like, okay, printed it right out. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Mr. Aunt Pruitt has to wander at least four miles by the time this missing, was all said and done. No, it starts by missing the national championship football game. It starts with that, <laughs> you know, because no one in this group uh, loves college football. You know, I, I can't stand it, apparently. There was a couple and people then, watching it while you were sipping your $18 beer. <laughs> that was pretty pretty damn good beer though by the way that's okay i can't knock you for that because i had like 18 five dollar rock stars so <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the whole the next morning you had to be there at 7 a.m to again work out the whole registration issues and well and you didn't have to be but ideally if you didn't want to wait in the gigantic line that formed because of apparent blue screens of death and or printer problems uh, yeah. It was probably a good idea to get there right when they opened, which you didn't Not have a mention. line, right? Was there? Oh, well, well the, the biggest problem after that was as I'm trying to get said registration, I had to walk past the keynote um, <laughs> that morning that I couldn't get in because sure. I didn't have a badge. Which, you know? I mean, and the whole thing, you got to just understand, like, Ant was the most organized, prepared guy out of all of us. He had this stuff done, like, two months in advance. We had done it, like, last minute, and it... No, that's fine. Hangouts can just crash. <laughs> he froze. There no, that's... Is, and he's back. Hold on. It's totally fine. Hangouts will just crash every now and then, <laughs> and, you know, we just deal with it. As long as it restarts itself, we're okay. So, what was I saying? Yeah, you you had it all organized, and and it took us forever, and it it was all good by the time it was done. For a tech conference, they sure did have some IT issues, I'll say that. Yeah, I walk up to to the desk of registration, and they're carrying printers again. (laughs) You know, I had a little trepidation about all of this, but... You know, never mind the fact that this is an electronic show. You know, I sort of assumed they could have worked all that stuff out beforehand, you know? It just goes to show you... my expectations. It's just like a prime uh, example of how real life doesn't scale as well as, like, (laughs) web. You, like, put that many people. Like, take the the amount of traffic one of those, like, The Verge or CNET or any of those, you know, uh, online publications gets and, like, put that number into a conference room it's a lot of people it's a lot of logistics to get it all working properly and that's what kudos yeah kudos to mr olsen you know for coming up and hacking somebody's wordpress site and sticking his name on it and saying it's mine (laughs) (laughs) by the way uh matt lee fastest walker on the planet yes you have to understand i have to keep up with listen i have tall friends and I also deliver water for a living, so I walk a lot, and I walk fast because I'm carrying heavy crap. It's just a habit. Good gosh. 
Slow your behind down. Slow your roll, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so anything um, that we covered at Showstoppers you want to specifically mention? I know there's still articles and video going up on a new domain if you guys want to check that out. I didn't want to spend like a whole show on it, but um, I thought like the Linux gun, that was pretty cool. Uh, the the Texas Instruments projectors, the Glyph, the Oculus Rift, the the XI three stuff was cool. For me, unless the other guys want to go first. Okay, well for me, it just the whole atmosphere of it. Um, you know, CES is big in itself, but then you have this one more event within the event. And just seeing how the vendors were were so eager to show off, all right, this is my next thing that I need to to get out there to the world. And anything from a a Linux-powered scope that makes anybody an accurate shooter to a radar detector, you know? (laughs) You know. Well, and like take yeah. bigger companies like HP, for example, who sent like three of their people up to us to to show us different yeah. products. You know, a large yeah. company that like you know they they wanna they wanna get the word out about this new product, and that was the place to do it. You know, I've heard about Showstoppers in the last couple of years um, from watching like the Twit Network and whatnot, and, and hearing Gina Smith discuss it, but. I, I really see why, you know, the tech community got excited about it because it was it was really more like a, a, a one-on-one, so to speak, even though it wasn't a one-on-one. It seemed like a one-on-one compared to the rest of the CES event. Yeah, and that was a big adjustment for me, too. I'm used to going out and getting the story, and having people just, you know, kind of line up and want to bring the story to you was, was, you know, a lot different than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about that before, like trying to plan it, that like, all right, here's the time slots we're going to try. Like we tried to be all organized about it and it, it worked at the beginning to get it going. But at that point, after a couple of people, it was pretty much whoever was standing there that we could get in. And whenever I would look up at Michael and he was like, all right, let's, let's move this along. We got like more people. And then the next thing I know, it was like 10 o'clock and it was over. It was crazy. It was like a complete time warp. Olsen, our producer, was a machine. Yeah, him and Sandy Berger and <laughs> Kerry Kinsey and Mark Clemp, all those guys out there were just yeah. amazing getting footage and then bringing people over to us at the booth. Move your toaster along, sir. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? What did you see, Chris, that you thought was pretty cool besides the Lucy? Which I, I should mention, I don't have enough sun here to charge that thing, so maybe this summer. Just at Showstoppers? Or or CES, you know, whatever. Well, the video just went up, so it'll be on a new domain, but uh, the, the Geonaut, the 360 camera. That was awesome. Yes, I forgot about that. That video, that video just went up on YouTube, so the uh, post will be up on a new domain tomorrow. Well, cool. We'll uh, put links to it in the show notes. you want to tell people about it real quick? It is a simply, the way to put it is it is a camera that'll fit on a GoPro mount, or they have their own mounting that then fits GoPros. Uh, it's three wide-angle, 8-megapixel me- cameras that sit in a circular fashion and then captures everything around as it records. And with their software, you can either roll it out flat, or you can actually use their software with a tablet. And I'll pull up a tablet. You can use your hands to steer around the picture, or you can actually use the gyroscope inside your tablet to navigate what it records. So imagine just tossing it in the middle of a birthday party or a skate park or, uh, you know, if, well, you can't put it on a field safely for sports, but you get a full picture of everything going around. So it has micro SD, the whole nine yards. It's brilliant. It's going to be 500 bucks US, and they're going to give you a $40 accessory kit with it on uh, pre-orders. I told my friends up here about it, and the first thing my brother mentioned that he would take it to the skate park because we have a skate park here, and they would just totally, just like he showed us, he would put it right there and just rage around it. And then my other friend wanted to take it snowmobiling and somehow put it in the middle of a meadow so it's getting everyone as they're riding and doing hills and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. That would be easy to do. Uh, It has uh, helmet mounts. You can do anything you want with it. It was brilliant. It was the first, they say the first 360. I've never seen one like it. So that was one of the really cool things. Uh, as a category, 
Uh, I think healthcare tech and wearable tech is was getting. There's a lot of repeat stuff, a lot of cheesy stuff, but healthcare tech was getting pretty impressive. Uh, the asthma one was amazing. There was this app and uh, hook up for your phone for asthma treatment stuff. So I think I'm getting a review of some part of that for the smartphone hookup, actually. Did you guys um, get to go over to the LVH, the Las Vegas Hotel? No, I didn't get that far. There was so much. So everyone understands that sees this, they didn't get to go. They say it's over, what, 88 football fields alone? Yeah. Uh, with 1,200 vendors or something like that of exhibitors or whatever it is. 3,200. It's, it's ridiculous. They had to build a pavilion this year outside. I mean, <laughs> it's it's that big. And if you just walk up and down each row and try to stop, you'll never make it through. You have to pick what you want to see. I will say there was an enormous amount of Pack Asia case, cell phone case and tablet case manufacturers. <laughs> I mean, I'm honest. It's, it was an enormous amount. That's why, I, that's why I asked if any of you guys went to LVH. Because over there, there were a few things that were like little nice gems. Mm -hmm. But that it seemed like the whole venue over there was all uh, cases for your iPhone or I, iPad or um, some type of headphone. When and at, I remember one of your videos, Chris, that you <laughs> first put out for the coverage. Was, yeah. <laughs> Everything was a headphone. You know, it was, it was I'm in the middle of the video. I'm like, did I say headphones? Did I, did, did I mention <laughs> headphones? Oh, one of the weirdest products. I'll give you the weird one. Let's go all the way to the end. One of the weirdest products I got to review, and I had to interview these guys only because it was such a – it's called fake TV. <laughs> it's an LED box about the size of your smartphone, about this big, but smaller, so it's actually probably about this big. And what it does is – uh, it shines a patterned LED light on a curtain or something to deter criminals from breaking um, the house. That's straight out of Home Alone, 1994, whenever. It had, that is bloody brilliant. Wait, it has a pro, wait, it has a pro version and a regular version. It, runs, it, you, it says you will not see the same pattern from it up to, like, three years. Damn. It can actually, it goes, wait, it goes through statuses, like it'll be... A high action, and so it'll change the lighting. Then it'll show, you know, a drama would be s slower changing lights. Then it have commercials. It actually looks like a real TV on the curtain. Wow. Uh, 20, 20 something bucks, and this guy said he's already sold almost a quarter million just via the website, and they're trying to get it in stores. And it's just, the small one is like six LED lights, and the big one is like 12. And all it does is have this computerized pattern, and with a five hour sleep delay or something. Basically, what I'm telling you is, this guy's going to make buku dollars off a piece of plastic with six LED lights and a chip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Did anybody see any Nest stuff at CES? Any what stuff? Nest. No, uh, I didn't see any, but they certainly made plenty of news this week. Yeah, I mean, what do you need? What do you need to be at CES for when Google's already saying they're going to buy you for anything over? Let's let's say it's over eight million. Let's just go. If they're going to buy you for over eight million, and they walk in and go, "How about uh, a little over three billion? I don't need to go to CES. But that was right before, wasn't it? Well, I'm saying is that that those talks had to be going on for quite some time. Oh well, and, yeah. And so, you know, $3 billion, I would. that's probably one of those empty booths, Antle, I'm talking about. You'll get there, and you'll be on the floor, and there'll just be a square with a number on the ground, and there's no one in the booth. That would <laughs> probably be best. Sold. Nothing there. Sold. <laughs> there was all sorts of weird, goofy home automation stuff that I just, like, can never see. And then I did, I enjoyed, I think, maybe it was Gizmodo. Somebody was putting, like, the tech from CES 1984 or something like that, and, like, comparing the two and it was a lot of the same you know like computers in your appliances and blinky lights and all that all that stuff it was pretty amusing and the, uh, my favorite is uh the guy the one thing okay it was at showstoppers so all of us were there we walked over and literally he had a remote control that had little bitty wheels on it you know what i'm talking about oh control with wheels when I say wheels, I mean little thumb wheels with, like, Shrek and, like, a sports team. It was basically just a little wheel on a remote control to help you navigate better, but that was his product. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember I did that. not see that. I, I, I thought I saw that on a video. I have a picture. 
You know, I want to say I saw that on a video. I talked that was about pretty it. Funny. I talked about it in my video. I said if you want to, you know, a little thumb control for your remotes. It was that was you. Okay. So that was one of the. I mean, there was things like that that were there that you just shake your head how they afforded to buy a booth and still, you know, make a profit from being at CES. Then there was ones. Can we go the opposite extreme? Uh, let's picture Audi. Where they have a hundred and something by hundred something square foot booth that was two that was inside two stories tall cars and, cars and lights yeah. and I mean there's a test track for Toyota for gosh sakes they had inside they had a little track with a car whipping around we had DJs we had uh, people wearing crazy suits you incited a DJ battle I heard yes nice yes. nice <laughs> who's got the hottest DJ ha. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so let's cover this. Did anybody feel – oh, go ahead. Well, we're all males on the panel. At some conferences I attend, there will be one in like a week and a half, they have a strict rule about the people that attend must be technically knowledgeable – not attend, but work the booth – must be technically knowledgeable. Basically, no scantily clad women. You must be technically knowledgeable. You cannot have hired booth babe help type thing. This event is – Lots of what we'll say, booth babes. It is people. Oh, booth babes. I was just going to ask you that. Do you feel <laughs> like it's it's some sort of charity that, like, when CES rolls around, all of these bumblebees uh, get work for the week? <laughs> is that bumblebees? Like they throw them a bone? I I don't know. I it I felt bad looking at them. I was just like, you poor thing. But then I'm like, she's probably like making more money than we are putting herself through college or some shit i i don't know it was a Did weird the kangaroo girl any of them i don't know i mean obviously some of them you looked at and you're like yeah that's a prostitute but there was you know oh there's no, like there was nobody as a there was a no there was nobody was a prostitute. yeah you didn't wander where we wandered i played something on some crappy high point tv with like this plastic bow and arrow dude i don't want to know where yeah, that was on the high sense booth high sense yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You Aunt didn't wander to, to the ghetto, place. bud. <laughs> yeah, just because Ant takes you to crazy places is no excuse. My point yeah. being that there was there was people that were there just to draw you know your attention, right. including the DJs uh, that are there. I have a whole album up on Flickr, and there's probably three or four pictures, but it shows the DJs. It shows some of the you know it's yeah, it's very obvious. But the girl that was wearing the full body suit camouflage outfit. It, it really did. She knew nothing except, hey, come talk to our guys. Right, right. So, moving on. Sorry. No, that's that's cool. It's an interesting facet of this conference. Like, the only thing I really had to compare it to was when I was a kid, we used to own baseball card shops, so we'd go to baseball card shows. And those right. got pretty big. We went to a couple in Vegas, and they were pretty big. But And then DEF CON was the last one I really went to, and that wasn't anywhere near like this. And, yeah. I mean, obviously different things, but... As far as loading up a bunch of people in a hotel in Vegas, this was right. definitely so, over the top. And they had, you know, I wrote an article um, on the, the social networker about, like, remember the cabs? So we had cab lines, and they had that uh, app out there called Bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah, Bandwagon. Yeah. It was a freaking fail. Who did we point out? That Walt, was it Walt Mossberg? Somebody, Walt Mossberg. we were sitting in the ca- in the taxi line, and I see on Twitter, he's like, boy, this at bandwagon hashtag whatever really works. I just got to the front of the line or something like that. It was like so. I read it to Ant and I was like, "Is this for real? This yeah, is BS." And we were walking still. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, they don't follow. They don't know the regulations of every city yet because they're mainly from New York. You cannot do a multi-destination drop in Vegas. We got to the front of the line with bandwagon. And we had two different hotels, and the guy goes, we can't do that. You cannot go to two places here. Really? Because when we were no. sitting there, there was people getting their names called, and they were getting in cabs and going. Now, if you're going to the same location, like, we need, you know, if everyone's going to the Mandalay, or if everybody's going oh, to Oh, maybe they changed it, because we were there the last day, and it... That, yeah. But if you tried to go to, Cos- you know, the Cosmopolitan and to Bally's, which is on the same path, right? they would can't do it because uh, they don't allow that in Las Vegas, no multi-stops. Interesting. Now, he said they can get away with the airport because they can do, you know, it's one location, even though the airlines, but they cannot do multi-hotel stops because there's a rule against cab drivers doing that in Vegas. It's point-to-point only. That way it stops a cabbie from picking up five people and, you know, routing them all over the city and taking business. So, yeah. 
But it was just interesting. Bandwagon wasn't aware of that, and it really bit them because you get to the front of the line, and the guy goes, we can't do it. I'm like, well, I'm not going back in line, so get me a <laughs> iron cat. Right. So we did that. You could have just as easily gotten in a $6,000 <laughs> three-cylinder car. Or hot, well, yeah, they had the electric cars run around too. But yeah, you're right. So yeah. tell about the Elio, Ant. I gotta tell you, that car impressed me. Number one is it's it's inexpensive, um, and then you get an eighty four. Was it eighty four miles per gallon? Yep. Yeah, on a you good know, day. I, I've seen no, I've seen the whole smart cars and stuff like that around here. Our former CEO used to have a smart car, and the thing was so tiny. I remember pulling into the gym one day. Um, into the parking lot there and I went to turn into a space and damn near ran over his car because I didn't see his car. I mean, this, it was <laughs> that small and I'm trying to figure out how in the heck did this guy fit in that car kind of thing. But this, this Helio, it, it was, it was big enough to fit me in there, you know, and three wheels sort of weird looking, but, but that price man and that gas mileage, it, that's, I was impressed. I would, I would not down. feel safe in that car though. I don't know. I just, they said I, they got their five-star crash rating review. I don't know what they were crashing it into. Maybe a pillow right. or something. I, I don't he know. Said he, they anticipate micro machines. Everything at five stars. They haven't finished the crash ratings, but they anticipate all five stars. Oh, well, Olsen, I thought he said they got them. My my bad. Olsen, let me ask you this then. You, you feel safer in the current iteration of smart cars that's out there now? <laughs> No ones that are about the size. Um, I think they're like a size twelve shoe. Right. That's, that's you know about the brand, car. the smart car brand. Yeah. Oh heck no! That's like that's that's like roller skates for Voltron. I feel thing. safe yeah. in my Chevy twenty five hundred HD. Right. I mean, I run. I drive a Ford F one fifty. That's what I feel safe in. That is. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're right. We should all, hey, we should all pitch in a couple grand. We'll get one of these, and then we'll get a truck, and we'll just, like, right. do our own crash tests. <laughs> I would pitch in for that. Let me tell you, for 6800 bucks that they can deliver it the next day with 84 miles per gallon, if you have a local student or you just run to the store, you, it's not a bad deal. It has a longer wheelbase than a Honda Accord. Heck, my freaking commute would really appreciate that. Can you yeah. imagine how tight you can turn, though, and park that thing? It's like Paper All Mario. All I'm seeing is less trips to the gas tank. Three-cylinder, yeah, so 84 miles to gallon. And then uh, it's tandem seating. Everyone should know you actually sit behind the person you're with. It's tandem. Uh, like Elio a literal backseat driver. Yeah, Elio, E-L-I-O, motors.com. Yeah, well, nobody rides with me anyway, so I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think after our little trip through Ingressville, nobody's riding with me either. <laughs> Yeah, do not get this guy any car keys. I drive for a living. It's all good. That's what scares me. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, a anything else from there before we uh, move on that you guys wanted to, to mention? Not a lot of swag. No. I saw, I saw a picture posted on the Swift Key Twitter account of 50 Cent signing autographs with two stormtroopers standing behind him, which I assume he told his bodyguards to dress like stormtroopers so they don't scare the nerds, but that, I, that's just my guess. Uh, either way, there was no swag. Like, yeah, we couldn't walk away with a bag full of stuff like they said years ago, but you didn't, mm -hmm. you didn't come out of there with stuff. All right. Everyone, we... Even though they had racks of stuff and shelves of stuff, and whatever, they had to box it all up and send it home. They weren't giving away stuff. Like if they had product, you weren't getting a sample. If you if you were someone like the press or if you talked to them forever or whatever, you really was it was hard to get anything while you were there. It it was very weird to me that they just weren't giving out anything. Is it because we didn't ask properly or they just weren't giving stuff out, trying to save money or what? I, I heard that from numerous people as compared to years past. Some of the people at the T P N crew were saying you know, four or five years ago, they'd walk around there with two bags of stuff to get home. This year, they didn't have anything, maybe a couple things to throw in their luggage. Is it because you know, it's all home. junk? And they're just, like, finally coming to the realization it's 2014, maybe we need to ease up on the, yeah. the crap? I would say some of it wasn't out yet, and other things they weren't giving away. Think about it. You saw booths that were filled to the brim with packaged goods. 
Yeah. That they didn't hand out to anybody. They had that means they had to ship it all back. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. That's so. a good point. Did you get any swag, Olson? No, I got one USB stick. That was it. Nice. Hey. I snagged the Lucy, but like I said, we don't have enough sunlight to charge it, so it's just kind of sitting yeah. there all deflated on the water cooler. <laughs> that, was, that was a great product, too, by the way. I thought so, too. I liked it. It's a, if you guys don't know, the, it's an inflatable solar-powered LED lantern, which is kind of cool. Like I said, if you have sunlight to charge it with. Yeah, multicolored. Yeah. And uh, four ounces in weight. It's pretty cool. It was really, yeah, it's really cool. So, but yeah, you're right. They just didn't give us much of anything. You had to take the one. I mean, it's not like they gave us all like stacks of them. Yeah. I'm looking at the list, yeah, they, it's not like they gave us stacks. They, uh, you had to take the one that you had, which was kind of rough. <laughs> you were like, "Thanks, uh, can I take this?" They were like, "Sure," because they had one on every table. So they were pretty smart about theirs, but the rest of the people mm-hmm. they weren't. They weren't so smart. So. No yeah, well. All right, moving on. Sorry. So Google bought Nest 3.2 Instagrams. Uh, Michael wrote a story about it on a new domain. Is any Anything of interest or is it just another? Well, you know, I mean, it's pretty clear. It's a, it, it gets them into the home automation a little bit faster, and it gets them a really good design team. I mean, for Google, it's a big win. That's for sure. It gives their robots a place to nest? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You think well, it was I mean, more of a thing like, all right, we better get this talent before someone else does, or actually we really can use this talent because of our other acquisitions. What do you think? Well, I think it's the talent for sure. And, I mean, if you notice what Google buys now, they're no, it's not so much, you know, maybe in the past they're buying apps or software companies, but they're really moving towards, you know, with, to products, actual products, like Motorola, Boston Dynamics, Nest. I mean, they're sort of looking at it as what can we do post-search, you know, and how can we get into the homes and things like that. What do you think about as far as, like, the information that, like, the demographic of people that have that kind of stuff in their house, the kind of information they can get out of that, is that helpful in any way to them? I don't know. I mean... If you have an Android phone in your pocket, Google already has that information about when you're home and not home. You know, I don't know. But is there more information that the home itself, I mean, that's where you spend maybe not the majority of your time if you're at work, but, you know, that's where the most personal of your time is spent. Sure. You know, and if, but if Google didn't buy Nest, then Nest would have that information or another company has that information. Well, sure. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm still, I still can't quite figure out the whole home automation thing just yet. Um, years ago, you would hear about refrigerators having meters that, that could see that you're down a quart of milk or something like that. And it's time to go ahead and, and replenish it. But I didn't necessarily think it was big of a deal to have something send a text message or a notification to my phone that says, huh, you're running out of milk now. I probably knew that already. You, you know? know what? It's not going to be anything that anyone cares about until you can hit a couple buttons and it spits out a meal. You know, once it's at that point. Jetson style, right? Exactly. Or, or, exactly. What if you have, like, we have green bean delivery or something, and so it says it's out of milk, it issues an IFTTT and sends the request to them, and they deliver it to your doorstep. Yeah, yeah okay. but do you want that people? I could dig. <laughs> I don't think I would like that. Are you just going to constantly have a steady stream of people every time you're almost low on something? No, maybe it does a weekly delivery and it just pre-builds a list that you get every other Thursday or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, Amazon Prime or something. You know? Well, Prime that does the grocery, plus there's a lot of local companies doing it now. There's Market Shares, there's Green Bean Delivery, there's, so there's a whole bunch of those. Did you guys see the grill? I wasn't waiting for this. Did you see the grill? Negative. Holy cow. So uh, there's a video of it up. We'll get it in the show notes. It basically worked with your smart pad and the grill was totally aware of what you were cooking you told it what you're cooking, it would tell you, and it would adjust all four zones on the grill for you. It was motorized. It would adjust, and it would tell you two minutes till you turn your scallops, and it would let you know when to turn stuff. The but next it, time nice. I – wait now. The next time you went back, and let's say you're going to put that steak back on the grill, a new, you know, a new one a week later, it would go, did you like the way we prepared your steak last time? Yes. Then it would say, oh, and it set the temperature. It would tell you when to flip it. 
it basically would do everything for you. Except flip it. Why is it not just flipping it for you then uh, at that point? They said there's some uh, – for meat, it would do the rotisserie for like a thing, but for general steaks and stuff, that it didn't do that far. Just like a spring-loaded grill that like popped up and flipped it? That'd be awesome. Well, if something stuck or Yeah, whatever. no, I know, I know. Basically, it would let you forget things were on. It would learn as you went, and it has a huge database of foods already that's you know been <laughs> done to help you grill. I thought that was pr- – that's home automation. I think that – I don't I don't really care. I like to cook my own steaks. But I think for like something for like the elderly or disabled people or something like that like to be as an assistant to them if your dementia kicks in you forgot you left the oven on and the oven knows it's on but you're not cooking it turns itself off. That could be cool. And what about the uh, home automation stuff and the lighting systems? What about that stuff you guys? I'm fine with that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Justin. Well, I just think, you know, Everybody thinks that the home automation is the next frontier, so maybe we're going to see a period of people are putting out products and they're just going to keep throwing them out until something sticks and something really clicks with the consumers. I mean, nested that a little bit with the thermostat, you know, but like, there's nothing compelling out there right now. It would be nice to walk in and the lights turn on and off, but I don't know, maybe there's just something not here yet that we're sort of getting to. It's going to be the Dan Brown book of the fortress where they all of a sudden your house locks the doors and tries to kill you. Yeah, there's that. Right. It freezes you and then it hooks you and then it uh, turns on all the carbon monoxide by blocking the vents and then it uh, over humidifies and you wake up, to, you know, everything's – I could just see that as well. But there was a lot of people selling – let me say this. We'll round the, I'll round it up. Instead of you going to an ADT uh, to get your security monitored, that they were there. With you know, oh, we've got new stuff. Every other vendor was saying, "Don't pay somebody to monitor. We send it to you. You are your own monitor." So, I Smart Alarm, uh, Obliveron, whatever their name is, I got their link. They uh, send all the alerts and configuration and controls to you, so you are your own monitoring system while you're away. You can control locks and lights, and uh, if there's a water leak, they have a sensor that sits on the floor that has little uh, things on the bottom to let you know if there's a water leak. So there's some really cool things that let you kind of monitor your own stuff. It's not really automation. It's more notification. I think Samsung was doing some of that, too, with their smart home. Yeah, where, it has their own now. Right, and, you know, they're talking about things like sending back to Samsung if there's a problem with the, with the product, if it needs to be serviced and things like that. Call home. Exactly. All of a sudden, a little Samsung guy shows up at your door <laughs> with a service kit. There, and then there's ones like though just the simple lock companies. Right now you can remotely unlock doors. You can control the lock, the codes. You can see when people are entering and exiting. There's a, they're, they're getting into that whole, you know, I guess we should reverse it. It isn't just home automation. It's show me what's going on at home to my mobile device. Because everybody had an app. Now that we have a screen that's connected, let's see what we can what we can see through it. Well, that, that gets into Ant's other problem. Forget the cases, Ant. It was also the mounts, right? Everybody had a mount. For your car, for your head, for your foot, for your they had a mount for everyone will be walking around like this soon. As you turn, it'll just <laughs> right in front of you with a mirror. <laughs> yeah, through Google Glass, right? And there was a bunch of those people. Glass holes? I saw a bunch. Yeah, there was a bunch of those, man. A bunch of Google Glass wearing people. Personally I would have just walked around with a glyph on the whole time, but that's cool. There was a company in the other pavilion, um, in the gold pavilion, that actually had a heads-up display. So instead of Google Glass, per se, theirs was just normal glasses with a heads-up display. And that was pretty interesting to put your – but you had to – your eyes had to learn to do that adjusting focus. Mm. So after about a minute, it drove me insane. And you saw one in the TI uh, building uh, for the car, wasn't it? Uh, like a projector, uh, projection overlay well, for yeah, the vehicle? used the Pico – on um on the dashboard basically well there's that like mounted behind the steering wheel and I thought it looked pretty good it was just bright enough and and you know just out of the way enough to not necessarily be distracting but yet it was also helpful it looked legit though like the way it overlaid the road and everything I I thought it was kind of cool yeah I I mean all I remember from years ago was just seeing like 55 mile per hour posted up in the upper left corner of your windshield. Stuff right, like right. That. I want to say Cadillac used to do that. They would project it onto the, onto the windshield. You know, and, and that was cool, but this here, it, this pretty much gave you your whole instrument panel 
you know, just right there on the screen. And the road and a map, the nav and all that. That it was Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty slick. So so by the way, Matt, my son was looking through his Time for Kids magazine and they had an article on the Oculus Rift in there. And he's like, Dad, this is so cool. He's eight years old. And I go, Well, my buddy that I was at uh the show with put one on and I pulled up your story off uh, on a new domain. <laughs> Yeah. Show him the picture, so he thinks you're the coolest person ever. Nice, of course. nice. That thing was pretty cool. I, I definitely say if I, I, I want one, I would probably spend a lot less time outside. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, I see the technology um, being impressive, but me personally, I couldn't do it. It, it. it made me sick. Again, I struggle with motion sickness and stuff like that. It's so. weird. Like your mind knows that there's like now two worlds and it like it draws you into the one that's the video game one, but you're still kind of aware that there's stuff there, but when you're in there long enough, like you kind of start to like forget about that outside world. And I can definitely see the more convincing this gets, the more we as humans are going to maybe run into that problem to where we get lost in our own virtual worlds and, you know, someone has to come in and actually get our physical meat bodies, like, out of the house because we're dying. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, the fact that they had up their Half-Life as part of the, the demo, <laughs> I, I give them some kudos Half-Life 2, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Like Wally, we'll all be in those little carts moving around with uh, heads-up display. It kind of seems like that's where this is pushing. I don't know if maybe we need a redirection here or what. Well, you know what we need is another app that tells us when we need to get up and walk around. That's going to happen too. I think there is one actually that tells you you know it's time to exercise or stretch or do whatever. I think if we've come to the point where we need an app to do that, we're far past the point of no return. <laughs> we are effed in the a. What other tech news do we have besides CES? Uh, security, security, security. Oh, yeah. Are you guys familiar with port 32764? You are. I am. I'm stealth, but I am familiar with it a little bit. Um, this guy in France like found this random port that was open on the WAN side, uh, and come to find out, it's a port you can like send commands to and... Pretty much just do whatever. Take over. You can get a little console up. It gives you a little command line. Uh, you can get passwords from it. Change the Wi-Fi stuff. Like, you can do pretty much do anything. So, I don't know. It was on a certain Netgear, Linksys, Cisco routers. Mine wasn't affected, I guess. Or uh, my ISP blocks it, maybe. I don't know. It. I said I was stealth, but... So it's, a, it's a management port. Right. It's a weird management port, though. It's not like a known, I don't know. What gets me is how did this guy discover that? There's like 65,000 ports or something like that, right? It just runs automatically. Yeah, this one's kind of in the middle, right? 32764. But he just ran a port scanner and some IP address at his house answered on that port. He said, I wonder what it does. And then he started fiddling with it and figured it out, which is great. But yeah, I mean, that's all. You can buy free download IP scanners, port scanners, everything. Yeah, he said, performing a scan, he found that the router responded to messages over an unusual TCP port number, 32764. A search on the web found other Linksys and Netgear router owners had found the same service, but there was no documentation for what it did. So he downloaded a copy of Linksys firmware, commenced reverse engineering the binary MIPS code. Uh, What he found was a simple interface that allowed him to send commands to the router without being authenticated as the admin. On his first attempt to brute force the interface, the router flipped its configuration back to factory settings, causing his family members to all lose internet at the same time. After some additional testing, uh, Van Der Beeken found that the interface allowed him to execute a number of commands directly against the router, including a command line shell. Using the commands, he discovered he was able to write a script that allowed him to turn wireless access to administration on and reset the web password, and then publish the script with a cartoon uh, report on the back door to GitHub. Which I noticed while we in, was in CES was down for a, li- a little bit. Thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, obviously it's back up now, but I just saw Twitter posts that like, oh, GitHub's down. Nobody's getting anything done now. It's I'm kind just of... sitting here stunned that he actually did a whole reverse engineer of the entire thing. Right? So. That's badass. That's awesome. 
Um, That's what I was saying. What kind of person is doing that? It's, it's it's impressive and scary all at the same time. His name's Eloy Vanderbeeken. I don't know. I found him on Twitter. I'll Got put a link to his or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put a link to his Twitter account in the show notes and this article on Ars Technica. But pretty awesome. I mean, if you have it open, you should definitely close that port. Uh, if you it's know, on the, the web. problem, though, Matt is people outside of our community, the the geek culture. They're, they're not going to have any idea what we're talking about, and they could be exposed. And um, somebody's probably sitting outside in their parking lot or outside in their driveway right now watching them go over their financial statements and stuff because it's tax season right now. And who knows what people are doing right now in, in preparation for tax season. Yeah, but honestly, kind of stuff they're pulling up. that's a good point, but... I'm going to bet, honestly, that most of those people shopped at Target over the holidays, and most of those people got bit, and most of those people now have identity theft protection for from Target mm-hmm. for a year, so I think they'll be okay. Now, Good is that call. something that needs to be built into the into the wireless router? Or? Uh, yeah, right? It's in the firmware of the router that tells it that this what? port is either open or closed and that it's going to use this command service or whatever. I mean, it's bad enough. We we have people out there that have their networks just wide open anyway, you know, without having hit web at the least right. <laughs> on their networks. And there was yeah, there was a lot of and yeah, we saw a lot of that too over the past couple of weeks. A lot of people promoting new router technologies and faster this and better that, but uh, it all goes back to the same thing: what security do you provide with it, right? Mm-hmm. Picture the guys that are trying to give you streaming. Uh, 4K video. Cool. First of all, where, do, where are you getting that bandwidth from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but same thing. We saw a lot of router and accelerators, and you know they were trying to show you upgrades, but there really isn't a lot to upgrade right now. That's not a you know an area that you can do a lot with. Mainly, we got security holes and all the core stuff. Because Linksys was our Cisco was actually there, showing their classic router line. I wasn't. I was. We were gonna go ask them why they're. What is this? Why the E4200 doesn't work on HTTPS mode only. It totally crashes and won't let you access it. <laughs> but they wouldn't Didn't speak Linksys to us. Didn't Linksys get, like, the best of show or something like that for one of their products? Linksys? Maybe. I don't know. I want to say they did. It um, wasn't this thing. Router that looks like the old, um, looks like the old WRT routers. Yeah, yeah. Something they brought back. I want to say they got best of show, um for whatever new technology they have in this latest router that's coming up. Don't quote me on that, though. We'll go them if that's true. <laughs> the Oculus won something, too, I thought. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Nice job. What else we got? Well, did you see the NSA Ant list? No. I kept hearing that term um, in the last day or so on different um, podcasts or reading through things, and it just kept screwing with me. You know, hence my name and all. And, and? what? Yeah, who said that? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was weird seeing that, but you know, I'm glad that I don't necessarily go out and buy my computers from you know, say Best Buy or what have you. That I, doesn't I, matter I though, dude. It's all the same no, I chips. Know it, I know it doesn't, but I like my odds better. Oh, because you're saying Best Best Buy is putting stuff. Okay, yeah, that's. Yeah. I like my odds better. Who knows how many hundred dollar handshakes Best Buy? But doesn't that stuff get wiped anyway? Maybe, obviously, not for the normal average consumer. But like, if you buy, like, I bought this laptop from Best Buy, but the first thing I did when I got home was wiped it and put a new drive in it and everything. Yeah, you took off all of the Best Buy crapware and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, but most folks are not doing that. But it's 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 pretty scary that this stuff is continuing to get bigger and bigger and all it takes is some some radio waves to get information from you now. My favorite one in this thing was the the VGA cable. <laughs> it like it had this <laughs> tech in it that when you shine this certain signal at it shows you pretty much what is going through the signal so it shows you what's on the computer screen. Oh there there is totally there is undetectable that we saw that I would like to point out. Oh my gosh. So cool. 
uh, creepy. A company, they're making an HDMI cable that had that in one single cable runs all of your technical capabilities. It runs HDMI signal. It runs power to the device. Uh, it was at the we took uh, the name of the booth and everything, but they're actually making it up to a hundred feet. So they're running an HDMI one single cable that runs everything you need to your device up to a hundred feet. Nice. So simplify cable management in your house, right? That's impressive. Yep. Sorry, I'd sorry to digress. Well, I'm sure the NSA will be able to monitor through that as well. So. <laughs> That's fine. It's just giving them a bigger pipe. Yeah, as long as they're connected, give them that big uh, 4K pipe. If you guys read through this, though, it totally like reads like it's PR spin. It's like, but you know, we're we're we know you guys are mad at us for all this stuff. But look at all the cool things we've made with all of your tax dollars that we've used to keep you safe and sound. Like, look at all of this awesome. We have a GSM base station you could buy here for like forty grand if you wanted to monitor all cell signals in your area. Like, we have Sign some cool toys, up. right? We have some really cool toys here. But yet, it took us forever to get a website up and running. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's the that's pool shark. I'm sorry. I'm going to call that the pool shark move. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I totally suck at pool. And then you play, and you totally suck at pool. And then the you get all drunk, and he's like, well, I'll bet you 100 bucks on the next game. And you're like, oh, okay, I still suck. And then you just totally school him. It's like, look at our crappy healthcare website. As in, in the background, they have things like Firewalk, a device that looks identical to a standard RJ45 socket that allows data to be injected or monitored and transmitted via radio technology. That's cool. Do you guys have that? Because we have that. <laughs> you know what we have? We have this thing called Hullux Water. You know what it does? It just It's just a little backdoor that exploits Howie Edgerman firewalls. No big deal. Do you guys have that? Because we do. You know what else we have? We have Maestro 2. It's a multi-chip module approximately the size of a dime that serves as the hardware core of several other products containing a 66 megahertz ARM 7 processor, 4 megs of flash, 8 megs of RAM, and an FPGA with 500,000 gates. Do you have that? Because we have like 100 of those. It's no big deal. You know, the next question, though, Matt, was who was who the target audience of people to look at? Um for the NSA, whoever was it our allies, or is it is it some other leaks? Everybody was that ever determined? Everybody, everybody, Batman. So this, uh, what I love about the whole Snowden release of all of this is we knew this was going on, but now we get to see how they're actually doing it. You know and what I mean? did anyone pretty- say if that's where this came from? Because people are saying that this is kind of different than the than the Snowden leaks. That's why I thought maybe it was like some sort of something they released to be like, but look at all the, you know, validation of, of, of budgets or, or something. I'm not sure, man. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's weird. Weird. Deity Bounce, technology that installs software on Dell PowerEdge servers via the motherboard BIOS? Like, are you kidding? How's your Dell PowerEdge server rack? That's completely infected now because there was malware in the motherboard BIOS. Do you guys have that? <laughs> well, you have that because we gave it to you, but do you have it? Yeah. As Dale is cringing at the moment. Juniper Dale Networks? Now. Anybody using Big Iron Juniper Networks is cringing? Howie? I mean, there's a lot of like specific targeted stuff here. Nightstand, portable system that wirelessly installs Microsoft Windows exploits from a distance of up to eight miles. Shout out to eight mile. <laughs> like, are you really? We're eight miles away and we're installing Microsoft Windows exploits. That's cool. Do you have that? We have that in our drones. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, not only that, but then there's other tools out there now too uh, with using that whole beacon technology. Um, yeah. You know, this whole thing about the iOS phones and it, it can watch an iPhone or iPod, <clears throat> excuse me, iPod touch user go into an Apple store and, and sort of 
take statistics on them, but there's there's ways to exploit that, you know. You they know what? I beacon uh, scavenger hunt at CES if you had it turned on. Yeah. I don't think any of us had iPhones. You know what's cool about this too is it came out in 08. Like the the actual ant document here was created in 08, so that was like a, a while ago, right? So if this is what they had a while ago, like what do they have yeah. now? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me turn around and ask them. Hey, what do y'all have? Now? <laughs> what do you guys? Hold on. Is this thing on? <laughs> Do you guys hear one of the 18 microphones I have in this studio? <laughs> in fact, any moment they're going to come to the door and give uh, Ant back his uh, webcam. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, it's all set we, now. we thought you guys were going out all night. We didn't know Ant was going to puss out and have to go take a nap. He's like, here, we didn't finish bugging this in time. Call, uh, that's sir. so call, awesome. Sir. So good, so good. All right, the last one I want to mention, and we'll we'll wrap this up. It's called Rage Master, and this is what I was talking about. It's a thirty dollars device that can intercept video between a desktop computer video card VGA output and a monitor. Only sends out the red color signal, but is powered by remote radar and responds by modulating the VGA red signal in the RF signal it sends back. This method of transmission is codenamed a vagrant. Rage Master is usually installed slash concealed in the ferrite choke of the target cable. You know the little the little magnet thing that's 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 where it's at. I can't wait to go to work tomorrow dressing my aluminum foil sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, guys. Tin foil hats, yo. Oh man. First of all, best name ever, by the way. Rage Master? Rage Master, <laughs> right? Name. So good. So good. I love it. I love it so much. Rage Master. <laughs> oh, man. That's all right. Anyway, was there anything else you guys would like to mention before we wrap this thing up? Was that... Was that sufficient? I think that's we're all still recovering. Yeah, kind of, huh? That's like a marathon for sure. I'm still saying people be safe. As I said earlier, it's tax season. And, you know, we had our whole holiday shopping back in December and whatnot in late November. But now with tax season, this is the time people continue to spend more money um, for those that actually get refunds. Be safe with that stuff, man. Be safe online as far as what you what you're using to, to buy your stuff. You know, try to use a burner card still. Google wallet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the whole CES week, I didn't pull out my my bank card. It was the Google wallet card. Yeah, same here. I actually yeah. I was kind of excited for the first time ever in my life I got to pay with my phone. Like NFC, I just tapped it on the thing and it vibrated. It was done. Oh yeah, I most, forgot about that. That's when we were trying to buy our whiskey. Amazing experience ever. <laughs> Everything should be that awesome. I was just saying that that kind of blew my my mind there. Never mind that we could get whiskey at a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the fact that we were buying liquor at the freaking pharmacy, that was pretty epic. But I, overall, pretty awesome trip. I can definitely see like how if you had to do that for like twenty years, you'd be all jaded and curmudgeon-y about it. But I, th- I think I could definitely do it for a few years because that that was pretty fun. Yeah, I got a few more in me for yeah, sure. Me too, for sure. Well, all the coverage is up on a new domain.net. More added every day. Check those out. Lots of videos. Uh, a new domain TV.com. Check that out. That's getting up there. Uh, and Chris Miller at Spiked Studios. You got anything no. anything in particular you want to mention coming up? Uh, I've got a slew of products coming to the door from CES, plus another eight or ten videos of interviews I did live at CES that are going up. So basically I'm trying to do one a day, Monday through Thursday, and then the weekends I'm taking a break. So another nice. one just went up tonight. It'll be published tomorrow. Excellent. Nice. We had to actually we had so much footage like the upload bandwidth wasn't wasn't working for us so we actually had to copy things to SD cards and FedEx the SD cards 
So those got there yesterday. So yeah, definitely expect a video from our live thing at Showstoppers there, and then uh, Ant and myself wandering around mindlessly. Next year we will have full headsets and uh, better stuff for the live stream. Well, now we know what what it's like, and yeah, we can cool. better Lesson prepare. Lesson learned. You know. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Absolutely. And uh, you and Michael Olson, smartphone photographer community on Google Plus. You guys doing a hangout tomorrow? Yep, we're back in the full swing of things tomorrow. If I have to use my craptastic uh, laptop camera tomorrow, so be it. But we will be hanging out tomorrow and currently going over our neon neon challenge. Oh, yeah, I got to get my neon picture done. I forgot about that. Good looking out. <laughs> Michael Olson, anything you want to mention in particular? Nope, yep. Just, you know, keep looking for my stuff on the new domain, and you can find me easily on Google+. Plus. Awesome. Uh, a new domain.net, yet another tech show.com. Check out the site, subscribe in iTunes, hang out with us throughout the week on the Google Plus community. Uh, check out Attack of the Androids. The new episode from last night is up. Attack the Androids.com. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. See you tomorrow for the smartphone thing. And uh, have a great night. Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.